0: Amen. I'm going I'm to preach, but not long. Galatians chapter 4, if you have your Bibles. Galatians chapter 4, verse 17. They zealously affect you, but not well. Yea, they would exclude you that you might affect them. But it is good to be zealously affected always in a good thing, and not only when I am present with you. My little children, of whom I travail in birth again, until Christ be formed in you. I desire to be present with you now and to change my voice, for I stand in doubt of you. And I want to preach for just a little while. Somebody prayed for you. Amen. Somebody prayed for you. Why don't you lift up your hands? Let's pray right now. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for the way your spirit has already moved. God, I pray that your word would go forth with purity and clarity, God. I pray, Lord, that you would have your perfect way in the remainder of this service. We'll give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph! Hallelujah! In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can be seated for just a moment. The Apostle Paul writes to the church at Galatia. And he is dealing with with doctrine. In a time where there was still a feud over the law versus grace. Somebody after Paul had preached to the church at Galatia. And they had received the Holy Ghost. By his preaching of faith. Somebody came in. or, Or multiple somebodies came in. And they begin to preach false doctrine to this church. They begin to tell them that they had to obey the works of the law or they weren't going to be saved. Now, I'll just go ahead and insert there are still people preaching that doctrine today. Amen. There are churches and denominations that still teach if you don't abide by the Old Testament law that you're going to be lost. And, and, and if you you know you got to go to church on the Sabbath day and this, that, and the other. Christ fulfilled the ceremonial law when He died on Calvary. Amen. Now the moral law still remains. You still don't kill. You still don't steal. Amen. You still don't lie. You don't covet. You don't commit fornication and adultery. We still uphold the the morality of the law. Amen. We receive the Spirit not by works of righteousness which we have done. Amen. But by faith. Faith, when somebody preached to us repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's that's not the preaching of works. That's the preaching of faith. Because if you believe it and you have faith, God, if I repent of my sins and I go down in a watery grave in the name of Jesus, you're going to give me your spirit. It's not because you got baptized. It's because you had faith to believe there's a salvation for me today. name of Jesus. Amen. And so in this text, Paul has planted a church. You've got to understand what the apostle Paul did. He would go to a city, he would plant a church, and then he would move on. And, and he would write letters. That's, that's where we get the epistles from in the Bible. And, and so he has planted the church in Galatia. He's gone on to the next work. And, 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 and men crept in unawares. And they, they begin to preach false doctrine, the upholding of the law and all these things. And so Paul hears of it. I don't even know where he's at. But he hears of what's going on in Galatia. So he begins to write a letter to this church. And he, he begins to, he starts in chapter 1 talking about how he received the message. And then he talks about how he went to Jerusalem and, and made sure that, you know, he, he they confirmed everything that the Lord had given to him. He said, I didn't receive it from man, I received it from God. And I, I'm preaching to you the revelation of Jesus Christ. And so he goes through and he, he just talks about the circumcision versus uncircumcision. He talks about the upholding of the law and and faith and grace and the spirit and all these things and and then he says in verse thirteen, you know, you know how through infirmity of the flesh I preached the gospel unto you, at the first, amen. He would say before that in verse eleven, I am afraid of you. Apostle Paul would express that he was afraid of the church in Galatia. He's not saying that that he fears for his life because of them. He what he's saying is. I, I'm afraid you're losing the truth. Amen. He said, I'm afraid of you, lest I bestowed upon you labor in vain. He said, I worked, I worked to give you the truth. And now I'm afraid that you're letting go of it. He said, brethren, I beseech you, be as I am, for I am as ye are. You have not injured me at all. You know how through infirmity of the flesh, he said, I was sick and I was preaching the gospel unto you. My temptation, which was in my flesh, you despised not, nor rejected, but received me as an angel of God, even as Christ Jesus. Where is then the blessedness you spake of? My Lord, for I bear record that if it had been possible, you would have plucked out your own eyes and have given them to me. Am I therefore become your enemy? Because I tell you the truth, God, don't ever let the church get this attitude about the man of God. He said, there was a time where if it had been possible, you'd have plucked your own eyes out and given them to me. And now you're calling me your enemy because I'm preaching the truth to you. Amen. Well, glory. Oh, there's some people that, they're like that in the church. They come in, they're broken, all messed up, life is a wreck. And it's, man of God, you tell me anything and I'm going to do it. Amen. But they they get a little spiritual maturity on them. And they get a couple of nickels to rub together. And they learn to quote a few scriptures. And all of a sudden, they know better than their man of God. Ooh, Jesus. Where is the blessedness? Amen. God help us. We need to remember how we got here. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We need to remember where we were when God found us and and the situations that we walked through that the man of God was there to give advice and counsel and he prayed for us. We need to remember the things that the man of God invested in us that his labor would not be in vain. I want to always remember that somebody prayed for me. Somebody preached to me. Somebody took time. Amen, amen. He said they zealously affect you, but not well. What is he saying? He's saying Galatia. They, these, they get you all riled up. They zealously affect you. Lord, help us, Jesus. You be careful about the voices in your life that get you all wound up about what's going on in the church. Boy, I really, you know, every time they get to talking, I really feel something. Yeah, but it ain't good. He said, they zealously affect you, but it ain't well. God help us. Amen. Lord, help us, Jesus. I'm going to go even a little bit further. You ready? These were self-proclaimed men of God. Amen. Not everything that calls itself anointed is anointed of God. You shall know them by their fruits. Oh yes. And so Lord oh, Jesus, so be careful when 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 people just get you all stirred up. Whether it's a preacher or a friend or a family member, you be careful when somebody's They just always keep you wound up. Always keep you stirred up. Always, Lord help us Jesus. I'm just hung up on this right now. Amen. They zealously affect you but not well. They get you you all riled up but it, it ain't doing any good for your life. Amen. You shall know them by their fruits. If it's nothing but destruction in their pathway, steer clear. He said, yea, they would exclude you that she might affect them. Amen. Lord, help us. What is he saying? He's saying they're trying, to, they're trying to cut a wedge between you and your pastor. Lord, help us. They keep you wound up and they try to keep you away from, from good godly counsel. They exclude you. Lord, have mercy. We could stay there for just a little while. Amen. It ain't good. It ain't good when there's one voice in your life that always keeps you wound up and never wants you to talk to anybody else. Well, I heard that such and such happened, and, and Brother Moat said this, and, and Brother Moat don't don't tell anybody that I told you they would exclude you. Lord Jesus, help us right now. Amen. We're just going to plow for a little bit. How about that? Yeah. The name of Jesus. These are, these are tactics of Satan. Yeah. Well, you, you, you got problems? Come talk to me. Pastor, he's so busy. Come, come, talk to me. You just come talk to me. I'll tell. You. But don't, don't, tell Pastor you're talking to me. Why? Can't, if you're doing so much good, why can't Pastor know they're talking to you? Oh. Lord have mercy, Jesus. I tell you why you don't want Pastor to know that you're talking to him is because they ain't pulled your number yet, but Pastor has. Amen. Lord help us, Jesus. They zealously affect you, but not well. They would exclude you that you might affect them. Amen. Oh, Lord Jesus. They come across so pure and innocent. But you hear the man of God right now. They don't care about you. They care about them. They would exclude you that you might affect them. Oh, yes. When you have a selfless servant of God that would give his life to see your life go forward. Amen. Lord, I pray that somebody's eyes would be... I didn't intend to preach any of this, but it feels good in the Holy Ghost. I pray that somebody's eyes would be open tonight to the voices in their life that are trying to keep them wound up and stirred up and excluded from godly counsel. Excluded from edifying fellowship. help us right now Paul said it's good it's good to be zealously affected all the time in a good thing amen like if you want to get gung ho about outreach and stay that way praise the Lord if you want to get all excited about teaching a midweek bible study praise the Lord Lord have mercy but don't you get all excited about what's going on in somebody else's marriage across the, the row. Well, it ain't gossip. I just, I just had to tell you so you could pray for them. Yeah. Praise the Lord. They would exclude you. Do you know exclusion is one of the most subtle tactics of hell? Amen. Amen. When you fall into sin, exclusion is the only thing that can keep you from restoration. What does the devil tell you when you've fallen? Well, if pastor knew, if the church knew. Let me tell you, if pastor knew, he would pray until you got deliverance. If the church knew ye who are spiritual would restore such an one in a spirit of meekness. It's a lie from hell to exclude you. Hallelujah. They would exclude you. From who? From the voice of truth in your life. Well, glory. Be careful, be careful with the voices that question and undermine the voice of truth in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost speaking to somebody right now in this house. The Lord is revealing some things in this house tonight. Amen. Amen. They would exclude you. Lord help us. I preached this in Amity. Probably, I don't know, a year ago. And the Holy Ghost began to move on me as I was preaching about this exclusion business. And prophecy came on me. I began to prophesy to people in the church. And I I looked at a man in the church. And I said... The devil is going to try to sever you from my voice in your life. And I said, don't allow it to happen or you'll be lost. Now, that ain't me trying to control somebody. Because I didn't threaten them with nothing. That's me trying to warn somebody of what the devil was about to try to do in their life. And you know what? That very thing came to pass. And I watched as the situation began to unfold. A voice trying to sever. Trying to wedge. I mean working. Amen. voice. Do you know what? It was a lie from hell. It was a lie from hell. And the man, I remember, I remember him asking me, he said, what do I do? I said, what did the Holy Ghost tell you to do when I was preaching two weeks ago? He said, the Holy Ghost said, don't let there be a separation between us. I said, well, you better stay here then. And you know what? He listened, and that voice just got smaller and smaller and smaller. He's still in church today. Lord have mercy. Amen. They would exclude you. Church, bind together. Bind together. Get good, godly fellowship in your life, and don't let the devil exclude you. Amen. 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 Okay. One more thing and then we're moving on. You need more than one friend in the church. Amen. Praise the Lord. He said, my little children, of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. I quoted this scripture this morning as I was preaching. Paul said, I desire to be present with you now and to change my voice for I stand in doubt of you. I just want to preach to the church for just a moment. At some point in your life, somebody prayed for you. You are not here of your own accord. You are not here of your own power, brother Aaron. I love, I love how you told me the other night. You said I did not even realize it. Can I tell the story? Is that all right? Amen. Brother Aaron was, he was, he was. Well, I wasn't going to tell the details, but I'll tell him. He was. Who all was here at Weston House? Amen. Amen. All right. Y'all remember when Pastor used to stand up? And he would say, I'm praying that God closes down the Blue Moon Saloon. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody kind of chuckled, ha, 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 Pastor, he's praying about closing down the saloon. You know who was on a bar stool at that saloon? Aaron Robertson. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. And Pastor would stand up and he would pray, Lord. Get a hold of every drunk on a bar stool at the Blue Moon Saloon. God, help us. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. And when, when the church thought that it was just a funny joke by the pastor, the fact of the matter is that pastor was praying for something. Amen. Sit down. Blue Moon Saloon is closed today. Amen. And Aaron Robertson is sitting on the front row of Calvary Pentecostal Church full of the Holy Ghost. His son is here. He's teaching Bible studies every week because somebody prayed. Hallelujah. Now let's go a little bit further. Pastor Joel Motes had never heard the name Aaron Robertson, had never seen Aaron Robertson, did not know that the man existed in the world. So I'm going to build you faith right now. Because Paul said, I desire to be present with you. In essence, that I can figure out where you stand? The apostle to people that he had, he had preached to and prayed for. He had seen them filled with the Holy Ghost. And now they're in all kinds of mess. He said, God, if I could only be there. I wish that I could figure out where you stand. I wish that I could be present with you. Maybe I could change the way that I'm writing this letter if I knew but I'm not there. And this, this is the state of almost every one of us. You know how many times I've heard people say, oh, Brother Moats, such and such of my family was at my house. And if you could have just been there. They were asking me about Jesus' name, baptism. Oh, if you could have just been there. Like if you're present everything's going to be alright. Well, if, if I could, you know, if I could just be there. To... And so there's a hopelessness that comes with absence. Like, well, if, you know, maybe if my children still lived at home, I could, I could affect them in the right way. But there's a hopelessness from absence. Paul said, I, I wish I was there! But he wasn't there. And so what do you do? He said, my little children... I'm going to travail in birth again. God, help us today. He said, I'm going to find my way into a Holy Ghost prayer meeting, and I'm going to travail again until Christ be formed in you. Come on, church. You're here because somebody prayed for you. They weren't present in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, there were... God, there was a generation before us that understood they could go to a prayer meeting and zealously affect their children, zealously affect their world. God, help us tonight to figure out we're here because somebody prayed for us. And God is no respecter of persons. And he's Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what I came to tell the church tonight, I'll just go ahead and tell you, I didn't have anything to preach until pre-service prayer meeting. And I got in prayer, and the Lord started dealing with me. I started to pray, Brother Seely, underneath that chair. And as I began to pray, the Lord put a face in my mind of somebody that I know. They live hours from here. God help us. The Lord put them on my mind. And a deep spirit of travail came over me. I don't know what's going on in their world tonight. I don't even know if they're at church or in church. But I know one thing. I can travail until Christ be formed in them. Holy Ghost prayer warrior You can pray until God gets a hold of that person And you don't have to be there with them it, As a matter of fact A lot of times We feel hopeless when we're absent But we do nothing but damage when we're present Oh yeah You spend the whole Thanksgiving holiday Just trying to, trying to convince your lost loved ones To be baptized in Jesus name They just leave mad And they never want to go to church Everybody's wound up talking about politics and stuff. When all you had to do was go to a Holy Ghost prayer meeting. God help us today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God help us Lord. You're here because somebody prayed for you. And there are people not here that you wish were here. Now, why don't you pray for them? I didn't come to preach deep and profound. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a simple person. I just, this is a real simple revelation. You can pray for them. And God will get a hold of them. God, I rebuke every hopelessness in the name of Jesus. I, I, I rebuke the despair of absence in the name of Jesus. You have power. You you have power. You just God God, God God. Well, if I could just I mean if, if they would just agree to a Bible study, why don't you pray until they agree to a Bible study? somebody prayed for you I remember as a child I said this morning I'll say it again my dad said a lot of things that I didn't want to hear he was, he was, a, he was a good man of God before he was a pastor and he led his household and, and he would straighten me out every time I was doing wrong and I couldn't stand it but you know what Daddy made us go to church. As a matter of fact, Daddy made us go to church when he wasn't going to church. Amen. We were gonna be in church. And so I remember as a young person I would go to church. And let's just be real. There's there's teenagers in this building. You're at church, but you aren't really here for church. You're here for a social life. And you would rather not be here right now. But thank God your parents made you come. Because now I'm going to preach to you. Amen. It's just, it's just part of being a young person. You go, through, you go through stages. You may go through multiple seasons in a day. It's just part of being a teenager. Parents, you know I'm telling the truth. Amen. And I remember the times that I didn't want to go to church. We sure didn't express we didn't want to go to church. That was that was spanking worthy. And so we just got dressed and we went to church. And I didn't want to be there. My dad would go climb under a pew. And it wasn't very long. And I would hear as the Holy Ghost was flowing. And y'all, y'all have heard it. He goes, hey, 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 hey. Y'all have heard that? He is deep in the spirit. He would go to that place. And with everything inside me not wanting to be there. I would know. My dad is praying for me. And, And can you believe that tonight. That knucklehead. Grew up. And lays under a chair. Praying for people that don't want to be in church. Somebody prayed for me. And now I'm going to pray for somebody else. I'm a witness tonight. I'm a witness tonight. That if somebody will pray. God can get a hold of anybody. So let me me tell you parents. Lord, help us, Jesus. Just because your kids ain't doing exactly like you want to, don't worry. It's going to be all right if you pray. Bring them to church and get in the Holy Ghost and pray. Because every bit of that stinking rebellion inside of them will be crawling when they hear you enter into the holiest of holies. Bishop Holmes, at a, at a meeting of some ministers, he told us, he said, he's, he told the, the pastors there, he said, pray, pray with your congregation. Pray with, there's a difference between praying with somebody and praying for somebody. Amen. There's sometimes you need to pray with people rather than for them. Amen. Amen. He said pray with your congregation. He said and, and and cry. He said get to a place of brokenness and cry. He said because it's hard to hit the man that has tears running down his face. Parents, they may have that attitude. But it's hard to disrespect the individual that will brokenly enter into the presence of God. They may not agree with everything that you tell them to do right now. They're young. That's fine. Just pray. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray until you're broken. Pray until until you're travailing. Amen. Number one, God will be forming in them. And number two, you know, I just, I always thought, I would just think to myself, one day, one day I'm going to have to straighten up because my dad just keeps on praying for me. And you know what? It would do good for every parent in this building to put that principle in your child. They may never say it to you. Or they may say it when they're preaching 15 years from now. And you'll hear it on a recording. But I remember hearing my daddy pray. When not everything I was doing was right. When not everything I wanted to do was right. My daddy would go pray. And I mean he would pray. He wouldn't just go to prayer. He would pray. And I knew, I I remember, I remember sitting in prayer meetings, and I would break through because He had broke through. I didn't want to be there. But as the moments would drag on and the Holy Ghost would be moving on Him, it it would just break something down inside of me. And before I knew it, I was crying and speaking in tongues. God, I'm going to do better Why? Because somebody was praying for me. Somebody prayed for me. Somebody prayed for you. Let's stand together. And there are people, you may have never seen them. You may not know their name. You may be related to them, though. Opposite ends of the spectrum. You know, it don't matter. It don't matter how they are. It don't matter what they believe. We were were dealing in Galatians with false doctrine. Holy Ghost filled individuals. It don't matter if they've forsaken the truth. Paul said, I'm not there. I'm not present with you. But I'll tell you what I'm about to do. I'm gonna go to prayer. And I'm going to pray until something changes in you. You have so much power. But it's in a Holy Ghost prayer meeting. I just want to encourage you tonight. Encourage somebody to pray. There's power when you travail. Christ can be formed in somebody else as you pray. Intercession can change a situation instantly. But it happens when you pray. Amen. I wonder if you could think of somebody right now. Maybe they've come to you as I've been preaching. A burden set on your heart. And you would would commit, Lord, I'm going to pray for that person. Now, I'm not talking about, now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord so and so to keep, and then you go to sleep on the pew. I'm talking about stepping in to the holiest of holies. He said, I travail in birth." Again. You ain't going to sleep giving birth. Amen. I'm talking about getting deep into a prayer meeting where the Holy Ghost can move on you. And things will change. I had a situation at the church in Amity and things were going sideways. Because that's just home missions. And... I stood I stood on in in prayer meeting and the Lord revealed to me that somebody in my church was going to backslide if I didn't pray in such a way the Lord just revealed it to me it wasn't comfortable it wasn't it wasn't formal, but I knew if I don't get to a place in prayer, this person's gone. What is that, brother Moats? That's travailing in birth until Christ is formed in somebody else. And so I went. I got on my hands and knees. I held on to this man's feet and I wept well brother Moach you're the pastor I can't believe that you was holding on to somebody's feet I care about souls I don't don't care about my own persona I don't care what I look like I care about seeing the work of God done so I got on my hands and knees and I prayed I stood up, and I told my wife that night, I said, everything's going to be all right. And she was just kind of looking. at me. I said, because the Holy Ghost told me, if I would pray like this, that he would change it. I went on a trip. I knew everything was all right. I wasn't stressing about this brother. Why? Because I had reached a place in prayer. Amen. I got a text while I was on the trip. And they said, I'm literally driving at work. The Holy Ghost is all over me. Crying, speaking in tongues. They've been a different person ever since. Why? Because there's power in travailing. Come on, somebody, let's pray right now. In the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. I pray that your faith would be built right now. Come on, these altars are open. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Why don't you find yourself a place to travail until something changes in somebody else? Holy Ghost. Yay, somebody's going to get it tonight. Somebody's going to get it. Oh, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. (laughs) Come on, saints, pray. 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 Come on, you can see a change. You can see a change.